When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Cheryl Glassford, come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source. The awesome folks at Lakerholics.com and of course the truly, truly sensational folks at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. If you want to catch even more great NBA podcasts today, catch it at hoopheadspod.com. And if you do support any of these great causes, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, LeBron James said in recent days that he's getting a little bit better. He's getting healthier and healthier, was the exact quote. And, you know, his body is catching up to his mind following everything that's going on with his abs and, you know, his abdominal injury and all the stuff that he's getting, his bumps, his bruises, the ankle sprain, the whole nine yards that he's suffered over the past few months and past few weeks. And we're really worried that if LeBron was starting to feel his age because he's turning 37 in the not-too-distant future here. So we started to worry about LeBron and his health and how it's going to affect the team going forward. Well, if tonight's game against Orlando is any indication of how he's doing, he's not doing half bad. After a very sluggish first quarter, where the team really made some bad mistakes, turnovers, just some really terrible shots at the rim, really ugly, not pleasant at all to look at, kind of got better in the second quarter as they outscored Orlando 31-27. to But it's the third quarter which LeBron personally decided, you know what, it's time to go ahead and turn it on and take over this game. And the Lakers went on a 23 to nothing run where the Orlando Magic didn't score for over nine minutes. And it was really something to see as the Lakers were really just out in front after that point and just went into cruise control in the fourth quarter and kind of led the back end a little bit. But the Lakers still won. 106 to 94, again, buoyed by a sensational performance from LeBron James. 30 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists for the triple double, three block shots. If you saw, he did a couple chase down blocks, which were really sensational. Six turnovers, yes. Obviously, you have to clean that part up, but 
still, we got a vintage LeBron performance today. Russell Westbrook chipped in with 19 points, looked erratic at times, five turnovers, but still solid enough for the victory. THT, Taylor Horton Tucker, 19 and six steals, which was very important. His long arms really getting in there and, t- and knocking the ball away, really proving out to be something good for the team. And Carmelo Anthony, three for five from three as he chipped in with 13 points. And here today to talk about the game and also a special trailer that was released by HBO Max on the Lakers, which we'll talk about on the back end of the show. He's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. He's got great articles there for you, waiting for you to read, along with five things from Jamie Sweet. He's got some great stuff there as well. But it is Laker Tom, a Laker Tom. Today was all about LeBron versus the Magic, and LeBron won today quite handily. You know, it, there, it, there's, there's nothing more important to the sanity and future of Laker fans than the health of LeBron James. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's, you can't help but see little hints here and there that father time, oh, father time's getting a little bit of that explosiveness down. Father time's got limited how high he jumps on that, that rebound, you know. But, man, LeBron keeps increasing the basketball intelligence and the savvy that he has as a player to offset the declines that he has, which are really relatively slight declines in several areas and still is a top three player in the league. When um, he wants to be, when he can choose to be, when, he when wants his health to permits to. But, him. you know, listen, you know, you can't, you can't complain about that. If there's anybody who understands his body and how to pace himself for an entire season, there's nobody in the NBA who does it better than LeBron James. Well, let me ask you this. How many 36-year-olds over the course of the lifespan of the NBA have been able yeah. to have games like this on any consistent basis? No, it's a, you know, it's, it's a small list. No, the big question list. is, can he can he actually surpass Tom Brady and being able to prove that age is not a factor? Well, Tom Brady's different because he's got five 300-pound beasts that yep. are in front of them. And you make sure as a GM, your first priority when you have Tom Brady is make sure your offensive line is really good. And the Lakers general manager's first priority should be making sure that you surround LeBron James with four guys who can shoot lights out so that nobody can help. And that's a different story altogether. <laughs> yeah. But listen, a great game. You know, I had the pleasure of watching the game with the game with my grandson, you know, who three years ago saved my life uh, when I had a cardiac arrest. So that was a thrill. He's back from UCSB and we got to watch the the game together. So that was wonderful. It's sort of a little Christmas present in advance. And that run, that run that the Lakers made was so sweet. You know, it, it is hard for these veterans not to let down. I mean, you see it across the league, you know, that, it, that it's, it's well, they didn't so take difficult. them seriously in the first But, you quarter. know, this is another double-digit win and and another win where we held the opponent to 95 points, 94 points. That's two in a row under 100, which are, which are almost becoming anomalies in today's NBA, you know, to, to be able to hold the team under 100 points. There were parts of the game, I mean, we started off great, and then we went through a spell where we were 13-3, and, and, and we finished with 18 points. 
in the last 10 minutes of the of the first quarter. They look sloppy. Looked, they look lethargic. I mean, several yep. trips to the hoop were just really ugly but the third, shots. But the third quarter, but the third quarter, that's exactly yes. what you want to see from a team like this, who who obviously didn't play great in the first half, who obviously took a magic team, you know, who didn't got a couple of guys. Cole Anthony impresses me. Yes. Hans Wagner is, uh, man, I Franz wish we got Hans instead of Mo. You know, uh, that kid's going to be pretty good. You know, and, 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 and like every team that we play, number one, they are NBA caliber teams. And number two, the Lakers are the highlight games that they've got marked on their calendar. And so we always get everybody's best. But great win tonight. Great to see LeBron playing well. Great to see the team coalescing a little bit, playing better defense. Their their statistical numbers as far as their offensive and defensive and net ratings over the last eight, nine, ten, whatever you pick, are improving dramatically. So it looks good. This was a great win for them. And, you know, if we can go on and we've got a little bit tougher schedule in the next five games, a couple of challenges, just depends on what COVID does with the poor, with the poor uh, Chicago Bulls. I mean, they had nine players the other day out. Yeah. There's a point where you've got to call the game, you know, when you don't even have enough players to, to really, you know, be representative, you know. COVID rears its head in another season, you know. This is still going to be the third season that's going to have some form of an asterisk, at least in that there are unique and unusual circumstances for everybody who wins a championship in this particular era. But it's looking good for the Lakers. We'll have to see how things are going. I was very encouraged by Talon's game. He played some excellent defense early. He made some great plays. Guard- this is a game when his reach really came yep. into play. But a tough matchup, too. You know, and Hans Wagner's, Franz Wagner's, a, you know, he's like 6'10". Franz Wagner is, but he also played a lot against Cole Anthony, their leading yep. scorer. And he did pretty good. I like Cole Anthony. I, 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 had, I, I really didn't know anything about this kid until this game. He reminds me a lot of Fred Van Vliet in the, that he's a gritty defender, an excellent he, – he is excellent on the pick and roll. His bounce passes were just perfect all night long. And the kind of passes where you don't even see the pass go, but you see the, the big man get it on the bounce right up to his waist, right where his hands are, so it's an easy finish. Well, a lot um, of so people were saying – well, I will say this. A lot of people were saying about Cole Anthony when he came to the league, just a shot-first mentality. and They weren't sure if exactly how far mm-hmm. he would pan out. They thought of him more as a guy coming off the bench, and that may ultimately be his role. Right. But right now, it, you know, the team needs any kind of scoring they can get because they're really porous on both ends of the floor, and he gives them that. But it's nice to see the kid of Greg Anthony – doing pretty good in the league. And uh, right now he's able to go ahead and make his shots. And I really think that he's got a future possibly as a starter. I'm still not convinced a hundred percent yet, but we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I mean, they've got some things to look forward to in Orlando, but right now it's a pretty tough go for them. Yeah. I was saying, I was kind of a disappointing game by both of their, their, I guess, I guess Mo Bamba's their center and, and Wendell Carter Jr. is their power forward. Yeah, um, I mean, you're, you're playing two centers, two fives, basically, together. I mean, they're a horrible team offensively, and they're a horrible team defensively. You know, I mean, we shot again. We, again, shot very well from outside. So that was another good sign to see, you know. I mean, obviously, we're not playing against top-tier competition, but by the same token, we're starting to see, you know, 
you start to see certain plays that really look smooth. There were a couple of shots by Ellington that were just beautiful. A couple of shots by Monk that were really good. Mello played a good game. We got out rebounded, but we won the points in the paint battle as well as held our own to three point, even though they had maybe one of their best three point shooting games of the year. So, you know, you know actually they only shot 34% from three and 37% overall right. from the field. So it was a pretty good defense. That still game. made 13 threes. They still made 13 threes. So that's well, yeah, but above when you're average. only shooting 34% of them, that's still not one of their best outings of the year on that. I will say that that 23 to nothing run really emphasize the problems that Orlando has on the offensive side of the ball as they missed shot after shot after shot. And well, just that's, like, where that's really the Lakers problem too. You know, when you go into those droughts, everybody talks about the big scoring burst to 23 old burst and, you know, and what a great job by the offense, but it's the other side of the, of the thing that, that turned a 23 old burst into from a 23 old burst from a, let's say a 23 to 22, just exchange of baskets. You know, it's that right, yeah, they outscored them 36 to 10 in that third quarter, which is obviously the yeah, 10 point third quarter is quite an achievement. Yeah. Very well defensively played. I can, that's really, that's one of the first few times this season I've been able to say that, but also shooting 46% from the three, the Lakers were today. So excellent signs right there as they head out on the road. This is Raphael from NBA draft And you are listening to the Lakers fast break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally, so don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. And before we head on out, my friend, I want to go ahead and discuss the road trip. Starts on Wednesday at Dallas from American Airlines Arena. It's going to be on ESPN. Want to let everybody know it's going to be an early game. It's going to be at 4.30 p.m. Pacific. So please, everybody out there, make sure they've got their channels locked in early for the game at ESPN. But, you know, the like you said, the games get tougher for the next couple of weeks. So we'll see what happens there. But your thoughts as the Lakers now hit on the road including Dallas, including Chicago. Some really interesting games coming up. We're at the point of the season where you have to start to get a streak of some sort. Maybe it's two steps forward, one step back, three steps forward, one step back, four steps forward, one step back. But it has to be some form of pattern that we start to see where we're winning multiple games in a row and not having any losing streaks where they're more than just a loss here and there. And that that can account for a dud game that you just, or a trap game that you run into, but we have to start producing, you know, we have to start winning eight out of 10 games, seven out of 10 games consistently. If we want to move up into the standings and, and finish in the top four, you know, by the end of the season and be playing the kind of basketball that that makes us feel confident that we can win a championship, which means that 
all three superstars have to be hitting on all cylinders. Funny tonight, we did, we only had 14 turnovers. 11 of them were both LeBron and Russ. And we didn't play without AE. You know, it's funny in a way, you know. Yeah, and I'm Still out of the lineup felt, resting that knee. I think that resting of the knee and AD and how high he was jumping before, in the few games before we, before he actually sat out a game, I tend to think that he was having problems with that knee and was basically overcompensating by trying to, you know, quiet the rep that he had acquired of being a guy who get dinged up all the time, you know, miss a couple of games here for this and then a couple of games for that. I think AD was trying very hard not to be the guy who would miss a game here and there so that the team could count on him. And I think that he probably should have taken off for that knee earlier, you know. I think everybody recognizes, despite all of the stats about how many points he's scoring in the paint and, and how effective he has been as uh, at the rim uh, compared to other seasons, I think everybody has the same feeling that I do, that, that the the eye test and the stats are, are a little awry. He's, he's putting points up and so forth, but it's not the same AD. You know, it's not the same AD that we had in the bubble. And, and I think that that's, that's an important thing to consider. And if you have to, one of the benefits of having three superstars is the ability to still go out and win a game by double digits with just two of your superstars. Now, granted, we haven't we haven't shown that that is such a solid thing to count on. And Tom, year. I'm going to say right now, I understand that. you don't I have understand. three superstars. The way Russell Westbrook plays right now, and especially today, was also something. I mean, it was better than the past two games, but today was you know there were still some times. Yeah, where but I could still he, I could still yeah. put you put a clip together for you of, of a dozen plays that Russ made tonight. That were like, well, what a great pass! What a great shot! And I what can a great you, pass! What a great and I can shot. make you a clip. That would be yeah. two dozen more that would leave your head. Not as many as I can, but I'm sure you could put in half well, I of them. I could do more. I think I could do more tonight. There were a lot yeah, of bonehead well. plays on his part today. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I still say that, you know, Russ is. Let's, let's be honest. I think that there's probably no more polarizing player. Well, maybe Ben Simmons, but no more polarizing Laker than Russell Westbrook that I can ever remember being on the team. I mean, I'm in, including Kobe in his worst and Dwight at his worst. And uh, I mean, it's Russ will make you Russ will make you so angry that you want to trade him for anything, you know, and one play and the next play, you'll just sit there and say, my God, how did he ever get that ball in the basket? Or how did he ever get that pass? It's a high risk, high reward type of situation at the ultimate, you know, there's nobody like Russ, just like there's nobody like LeBron. And, and, and it's one of the things that makes it such a fascinating season. We'll have to see where it's going, but we're headed in the right direction, man. Yep. This is another double digit win. The second in a row, three out of four double digit wins. Now. Good thing Orlando didn't start that zone until later in the game when the game was already out of reach because that might have been bad news for the Lakers. But right, yeah, but every NBA team has a problem with a zone for the first five minutes. Well, Monk was out of the game, uh, Carmelo was out of the game, uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, you know, there was there was no good time to put a zone on. Yeah, there was no outside shooting. Wayne Ellington right. was out of the game, so it was really just kind of well, you know Frank doesn't make his lineups. You know, Frank checks the box defense rebounding size yeah. and let's see what else do i need to check okay that's enough these five will yeah. go 
Yeah, these and that's that was really bad times. He should just done the made the arrangements right. there and made some changes right there, but he didn't. He stuck to his guns, and ultimately the Lakers did pull out with a win, one hundred six to ninety four. Again, and we're never but, really threatened. They never. No, really no, but still, it's it's concerning when you can go ahead and throw out those kind of not defenses. irritating more than concerning. Yeah, well, it's also fodder for other teams to go ahead and look at and say, you know what, if he's going to continue to do this, you got to make him pay. Right. But yeah. still, if that's your strategy to beat the Lakers. Good luck. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. But right now, this year, there's been really not that much need in the strategy. Yeah. Go ahead and right. beat the Lakers. But the Lakers right now did win 106 to 94. Currently, right now, they are 15 and 13, sixth place in the Western Conference. An important game coming up on Wednesday at Dallas. Again, start time is 4.30. It's going to be on ESPN. Is Luca going to play? Is Luca still having well, he sat out. He sat out tonight's game that they did win at Oklahoma City. So we'll see. That's an extra few days of rest. So I have a feeling he'll play because it's against LeBron. Want to also mention on Friday, that's coming up against Minnesota. And then Sunday at Chicago in an early 1230 afternoon game. So I want to give everybody a heads up on that one. Want to make sure everybody knows about that. But before we head on out, my friend, you've got everything going on at Lakerholics.com. But the last thing you get in mention that's I haven't seen, I'm going to go ahead and post that video at Lakerholics.com. Oh, I, I did post it. I was posted okay. earlier. Okay. Just so got lost it, in the flow of the thread. Okay, so it is there. It is the latest trailer or the debut trailer for HBO Max's and HBO's upcoming series on the Lakers dynasty in the late 70s and early 80s, how it was built up and, of course, their championships they're in and all the fun that they had behind the scenes, which is actually the real focus. And also, it's based off a great book. You get a chance to get it from a guy who I interviewed a little while back in Jeff that was Perlman. a great interview, Gerald. Yes, thank you. He was such a great interview and get the book. I don't understand why they just didn't call it Showtime because I think that's more apropos. Than winning time, yeah. Yeah, winning time. I think HBO Max is just trying to avoid some type he of... Says he says, John C. Riley though, says Showtime. Yeah, everybody says Showtime in there. You'll hear Showtime probably a hundred times during the course of the actual series itself. So it's kind of moronic on HBO's part, but must have been yeah. a trademark issue or something, you know. Yeah, I'm assuming I'm assuming it was, but spend the extra cash, get Showtime really? in there, man. Just I'll tell you what though, John C. Riley, this is the actual show. Adam McKay, director of Don't Look Up, Dick, and some other great movies that are out there. He's obviously got a long line of movies, and he's actually the guy behind this series. This is actually the show that him and his longtime collaborator, Will Ferrell, broke up over because Will Ferrell wanted to play the role of Dr. Jerry Buss, didn't give it to him, and they broke up their production company <laughs> soon after. So that tells you right there how much Will Ferrell, who is an L.A. guy, loves USC, loves the Lakers, how much he wanted that role. And he gave it to his stepbrother's partner, John C. Riley, instead. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I, there's an actual brand new actor that's playing the role of magic i i'm not sure i mean the trailer doesn't give you a great idea as far as that's concerned i think you know the charisma is what gets magic is, yep. is magic that smile it's, man that's that smile the spirit the energy that he gives the enthusiasm the whole nine yards i'm hoping that will translate so far i didn't see enough of that in the trailer i just saw a guy who kind of resembles magic johnson i want to see more of that animation as part of it as far as the the, the charisma is concerned. That's the reason why he was magic, in my opinion, not just the outstanding play, but 
We'll see what happens. I love the fact that they're going to include Paul Westhead, Jason Siegel playing the role of Paul Westhead. They're going to have an actor play Jerry West. They're going to have an actor play Pat Riley. They're going to have several notable names. The Bus family is obviously going to be included in several spots as well. So very interesting to see. But I want to hear your take on this with HBO and HBO Max winning time. Well, you know, it's funny because I remember I remember reading all of the stories when the things were going on with with Will Ferrell and, and John C. Riley and, and, you know, I mean, I've, I've always appreciated John C. Riley as an actor, but I, I was having a hard time, you know, envisioning him as Jerry, as Jerry Buss, you know, but the thing that jumped out at me in the trailer is how good John C. Riley is yeah. as Jerry Buss, yeah. because he's going to make that movie. Yeah. That scene where he, it's actually a series. A Just of, let you know, it's a series. Yeah, that scene where he's looking at a bunch of sexy starlets and says, basketball should be like this, is just such a perfect scene, you know? Yeah. Or the scene where he's in bed with some beautiful starlet and and he says, you know, says something like that. And he says, she just doesn't get it. To me, they, I thought the trailer did a terrific job of just tantalizing because, frankly, I was kind of prejudiced and biased against the idea of doing that simply because the first off, it's such a hard thing to, to, to really capture what really happened because the characters are so endemic. They're, they're so, they're so outrageous, you know, to be able to, I mean, who could play Jerry Buss? Who could play Magic Johnson? Who could play, you know, the magic, the whole, the whole thing seems like it's improbable that it could only be disappointing when you actually put it on the film. And yet I'm actually excited and looking forward to it. And I will admit that between watching sports and movies, I just basically have budgeted out any time for serials for regular television shows that go on every week, but I'm going to make an exception. I'm going to make an exception for the winning time. Well, this will only be a limited series. Uh, Once I always come to these streaming outlets now are usually six, 10, 13 episodes at the most. So you won't have to go ahead and devote a whole bunch of time to it. It, I don't know yet if it's going to be a weekly or if they're just going to do like the Netflix thing where they throw it out at you at once. Most likely they're going to do a weekly thing, but it is again, Jeff Perlman based off of his book, Showtime. You want to go ahead and get it today. I highly recommend it. I actually got a chance to interview him for his latest Laker book, Three Ring Circus that's based off of the Kobe, Shaq, and Phil years, which is actually very entertaining and very good. And I highly recommend that as well. But yeah, Jeff Berman, he was a blast. And, you know, I wish him all the success and glad that they're basing off his book. But still, the Showtime, come on, gotta, you got to go ahead and spend and fork over the cash, try and get that Showtime name in there. But yes, it is winning time. It's going to be in March. Haven't said exact date in March, but it is March for winning time on HBO and HBO Max. I want to see the scenes where where uh, Sally Field plays Jesse and, uh, and Jerry, and they have the discussions about Jerry's behavior. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be good. Because you know those, the are, scenes, those are going to be classic. You know there's not going to be a whole lot that's on the court. There's going to be some, obviously, <laughs> yeah. because obviously some of the drama was created on the court, especially when it comes and to... You, and you have to be able to at least not look like Paul Newman, you know, playing an, an athletic role. Well, you're on the court, you know. But they're going to obviously show some of that or a lot of the coaching on the sidelines because this is where, again, Paul Westhead, who I think is an extremely underrated coach, 
absolutely love what he's done over the course of his lifetime in coaching, especially and the perfect given, coach for Magic Johnson. You would think you would think, but obviously it would ran afoul. And I think that's something that Magic probably you know has regretted down the line. But you know, Paul Weston, you know, with his running gun with Loyola Marymount, and then he did it back again at the Denver Nuggets. Then he led. Uh, I don't know. He led. Uh, I think Phoenix, the WNBA team, to a championship. Right. So he had a storied career after leaving the Lakers or being forced Mike D'Antoni before Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. And then uh, I wonder if they're going to talk about Jack McKinney and the bike accident. I wonder if they're going to talk about mm. that as well. That's, that's going back. He's even not further. listed on any of the uh, cast list. Cause I pulled down so, the cast list. So we'll, we'll see how it happens, what they show, but yeah. you know, most of it's going to be behind the scenes, the forum club, all that juicy stuff that went on that that's reported in the book. And if you want to find out and get a head start of what could be in that series, Check out Jeff Perlman's book, Showtime. That's available now wherever you get your books. I, I noticed though that they didn't have the they didn't have Hugh Hefner as as one of the uh, cast members, so I was kind of surprised at that. Well, that doesn't mean that he's not going to be in there for a cameo. So you never know, you know, as far as somebody playing his role. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, obviously he can't because he's you know slightly dead. Well, no, I, I meant I meant obviously, obviously yeah, that yeah, somebody that was one of the that was one of the whole things about it was the. The parties at at the penthouse because they don't let you all. IMDb doesn't get it all in advance right. on the episodes, so they don't tell you everything that's on there or all the cameos or all the the, the side characters. So they don't always get the beat on who's exactly going to be in it. Gonna be fun. That, it's going to be fun. it's going to be fun, especially for Lakers fans who were alive and lived that every day of that whole Showtime era. I mean. I'm looking at my Lakers 88 world champion back-to-back shirt right there right now. Well, you know what's strange? I went out and I was digging through my caps thinking that, well, maybe I pull a new cap for the podcast tonight. And you know which cap I almost pulled, except it was in such bad shape I decided not to. It was my 87-88 back-to-back cap. Well, you know what? Jokes aside, my friend, I actually went to a shop in the resort world here in Las Vegas where they had uh, high-end athletic shoes, basically a whole bunch of mm. Nike shoes and whatnot. But they had a section for nostalgic tees of certain pop culture or rock bands or whatnot from the past. Some ones that are 10, 20, 30 years old. And I saw an old Detroit Pistons basketball one from the 90s. And I'm thinking to myself, they're trying to sell this for $250. <laughs> it's actually original on that. Just think if I actually took that shirt down how much I could actually go to one of those places and get it for. That'd be just, that'd be kind of interesting to see. What do you yeah. think? Or your cap, your hat. Yeah. Interesting to see if you could actually get that sucker into shape and, you know, go ahead and put that online and see what you can get. You never know what you have. I mean, I have an old stamp and coin collections from my father who lived to be 101. And I know there are valuable coins and valuable stamps in there. I've had it looked at by from various people at time from time. And, you know, I've set aside four or five stamps that were supposedly extremely valuable and several coins that were. But, you know, there's people make a whole living out of just buying buying lottery tickets by going to the uh, the storage places and taking over taking over the leases when the, somebody doesn't pay. And yep. Storage wars. It's been on for wars, years. You know? yep, there you go. It's um, one of my, what a, remember it being one of my favorite shows. It's a good side gig, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Laker Tom catch laker tom at a on the next episode of pawn stars coming up real soon i bet you right there <laughs> spent you right there but it is the lakers 
just putting it in cruise control after a tremendous 23-0 run and a great third quarter, outscoring the Orlando Magic 36-10. Just a tremendous performance in that third quarter. LeBron James, triple-double, looking like the LeBron James that we know and love, getting healthier and healthier, according to him, coming off that abdominal injury. So we're looking forward to seeing how healthy and how good he can play coming up here in the next couple weeks as he gets closer and closer to that age 37. But the game that's coming up on this week next on tap is at Dallas. Again, it's going to be an early start, 430 for everybody out there. It's on ESPN, so please check it out. And after the game, probably in the evening, I'm going to say around 9 p.m. Pacific, want to go ahead and let everybody know we'll be on the air after that, going ahead and talking about the game. It is a pivotal game for, again, the Los Angeles Lakers because the Dallas Mavericks are right behind them in the standings. So if they want to go ahead and move up in the standings, they got to go ahead and take care of their business. And that starts on Wednesday at Dallas. But my friend, it's been great having you on. Please catch Laker Tom at Laker Tom on Twitter. Also as well, Lakerholics.com. Me, myself, and I, I'm at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. And of course, if you have any questions, if I'm not at Lakerholics.com, you can always get me at Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. But once again, the Lakers put it in cruise control and win 106-94 to over the Orlando Magic. We'll be back on Wednesday night right here for you on Facebook at Lakers Fast Break. And of course, the next day we'll post it right there for everybody wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lakers Fast Break. We want to thank you for watching and listening. All the people who checked us out this evening, thank you so much. But we'll be back on Wednesday night covering the Lakers and Dallas Mavericks. We're looking forward to it. I hope you are as well as the Lakers now have a nice little winning movement in place. Will it be a winning streak? We'll find out on Wednesday right here at the Lakers Basketball Podcast.